You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss Podcast. I don't know how many other Bachelor, Bachelorette fans we have out there, but today's episode is for you if you fangirl over the roses. Today, I'm having a super fun girl chat with my new friend Desiree Siegfried from Bachelorette Season 9. Spoiler alert, she found love. She's married to her husband, Chris. And it was quite a journey. And she shares that story with us, how she walked out faith in a very worldly environment. She has some really good advice for new moms, but also girls that are desiring marriage and things that she would have wanted to tell herself before the show. She has a new book, The Road to Roses, which is all about heartbreak, hope, and finding strength when life doesn't go as planned. And I think that's all of us. (laughs) All of us need a little bit of hope, need some more strength, and none of our lives look the way that we had planned it, but that's okay. And that's what we're talking about today, about how God shows up in the details. He fills in all the gaps, and he leaves us with more than we could ever ask or imagine. If you need some of that hope, some of that strength, or you need someone to cheer you up because life's not looking like it's supposed to in your mind, then keep listening to today's episode with Desiree. It is sure to speak some life and encouragement into your situation. I am just really excited about this conversation because I'm a huge Bachelor, Bachelorette fan, watch your season, like love Chris, all the things. And I am like, I have so many internal questions. I'm like, I mean, (laughs) I have so many. I'm like, okay, we actually get to chat about it. I actually get to ask you my questions yeah, about that's great. Bachelor, Bachelorette. But even cooler than that, like we're sisters in Christ and you yeah. are incredible standing in your faith and have been through obviously ups and downs in public to everybody <laughs> and have walked mm-hmm. them out gracefully. So I think that there's a lot to pull out of this episode and a lot of wisdom you have to share. So Again, I'm just so grateful for yes, you. Yes, absolutely. I'm excited to share. Thank you. You have to tell us all the juicy details about Bachelor Bachelorette because some of our listeners probably watched your season two with me. And so before we spill and spoil all the news, does one actually find love on a yes, TV show? They do. I mean, I did. Yeah. Um, I found love on The Bachelorette many, 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 many years ago. Um, but, you know, it does work. For the right people. Um, it's just like dating in real life. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And so I'm just so thankful that, you know, Chris was my person and I happened to just meet him on the show. Yeah. I was about to say, spoiler alert. Um, it's not seen her season. She does find love. She is now married and um, Chris and Desiree are living, living life together. They actually did yeah. it. And so you actually, though, picked Chris. Like, if I remember this, you were like kind of head over heels for him from a beginning kind of thing. Like I, I a always, few episodes yeah. In. Oh, yes. I mean, I always had a thing for Chris, but it was one of those things where he was like too perfect. <laughs> and I'm like, huh, <laughs> like I'm not used to this nice guy right now. Right. Um, and so, you know, I had to go through the just the ups and downs of navigating my old dating patterns and my old just the old way of choosing the wrong guys. And so I had to experience that even on the show in order to truly um, 
just see all that God had in store for me. And I don't know. It's how my story had to work out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I think like we talk about here on Behind the Bliss, like things that obviously happen behind the bliss and we're bachelor and bachelorette. That kind of like seems like a whole blissful thing. The dates are always really sweet and romantic. And yes, like sure there's drama, but at the end of the day, like it, you know what I mean? Like it's very much. Well, at the end of the day, you know, we're still people too. And I think that's what's forgotten a lot of times because, you know, there are characters on there. There's people who just have interesting personalities or the drama, you know, but at the end of the day, we're all people. We're still people with hearts and feelings and uh, we still have to go about our day after the show and, and navigate the ups and downs of life. And, um, sometimes I think that's forgotten, uh, when people want to bash or critique, you know, people on the show. Yeah, this is actually – this was, like, a good idea for you. It made sense for you. You found love. <laughs> yeah. Like, it actually works. It wasn't just, like, Desiree as a character people could nitpick, pull, pick apart what they did and didn't like. Yes, but they do. <laughs> yeah, but they do. Yeah, I was about to say, I can imagine that being in a spotlight like that, especially – gosh, I've always said – I've always said with my girlfriends when we're on the couch watching Bachelor, Bachelorette, I'm like, you can't say anything wrong about them because I'd probably be that way too if I was put in that environment. I- <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, it is very easy to kind of have fun at like picking apart people. But yeah, I mean, it's like no one knows how they're going to be until they're on the show, you know? Right. They don't, they don't just, you know, say, you know, I think I'm going to be the villain this season. It's like, no, it's just your personality under pressure comes out (laughs) and your true colors come out. And so, yeah, I always say, you know, it's really important to know who you are before going on to uh, that show because, you know, otherwise it'll pull you apart or it'll just, a lot of people too, actually, after being on the show, they'll say like, man, I grew so much from it. And it's because, you know, you're asked so many questions to truly understand who you are. But that's one thing I did feel very thankful for before going on to The Bachelor was that I, I felt like I was in a place where... Um, I knew who I was and I knew what I wanted. I mean, in hindsight, I still needed to learn more. But at that moment in time, I thought that I was ready. And I think that's why it's important for anyone going on the show to to, to actually be ready and know yeah. who they are. Did you have expectations going into The Bachelorette, like thinking it was going to end a certain way or it was going to go a certain way because you had experienced it in the Bachelor world or did it, did you kind of go in with zero expectations? You know, I didn't really have any expectations. I also didn't put pressure on it. Like I, I wasn't the type of girl that like needed, I didn't need a ring on my finger, you know, like I didn't, I didn't even go into The Bachelorette being like, my husband's here. I just wanted to trust and and believe that if God opened the door, that something good would come from it. And that's kind of just how I led. And I, you know, I think that's really important because you don't want to force anything or or force your expectation to be the outcome. Yeah. Because too exactly. often, you know, the outcome is not what we expect, and then we're upset about that, and that's what causes anxiety, stress, worry, fear. And so it's yeah, it's just so important to kind of honestly live life without expectation because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, have high standards. <laughs> of course. <laughs> have high standards, but, but you, you know, you got to just trust the process and trust that God knows best and he knows what's good for us more yes. than we know for ourselves. 
Amen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that you said that like, you can have high standards without having high expectations. They're not yes, one and the same. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And that's like what's so cool about surrendering what we have in our head to what God has actually laid out in front of us already written in time is we're able to surrender and like lay down our ideas because he promises exponentially better all that we could ask or imagine. And like anything yes. that we could even think up. He's like, that's so cute. I got you. Though. <laughs> like, <laughs> totally. So much better. Um, so and much he's like, better. how about a TV show? And you're like, a what? Uh, <laughs> and then you say yeah. yes and you go and you find Chris, you know? Yes. It's so yes. cool. It's, it's, such, so, it's been such a blessing. So beautiful. Um, I'm, I do want to talk about this though. Like I've always wondered for people that um, decide to live their life like in the public's eye, like on the bachelor bachelorette, how, like what kind of, um, I don't even want to use the word stress, but I guess it adds a whole nother layer to go in and be like, all right, Holy spirit. What, like, what is next? What is my next step? How do I be obedient in a culture like this? That is sometimes a lot counterculture than I feel like the Bible asks us to live by. And so like, how do you marry the two worlds together? And you're like, Someone's told me this before. You live in the world, but you're not of the world. Of and I'm like, world. that is a yeah. really hard balance, but you did it. Yeah. I mean, it was it was very, very hard um, in the beginning because I did allow the pressures and the overwhelm to overcome me to where I couldn't even think clearly or focus on what God wanted because I was just so overwhelmed and stressed. And, you know, it was a lot. I had just moved to a new state, a new relationship new pressures, new opportunities, everyone wanting something from me. It was, it was a completely overwhelming. And yeah. so I, I didn't really, I wasn't able to focus my time on the Lord. And in hindsight, that was my detriment. Like I re- I realized like when you are in those seasons of overwhelm and busyness, like God has to come first. Otherwise your whole mind and your whole life becomes just a wreck. <laughs> um, yeah. And so you know, after now becoming a mother and running a business and all of the avenues and the different seasons of my life, um, I just put God first, you know, like I, I've had to learn to overcome the fear of man. Like I, I need, I had to learn to stop caring what other people think about me to truly only focus on what God thinks of me. And it's a learning process. I think it's, it's something that we all have to go through because it's our identity and it's where we're putting our identity and where we're finding our identity. So mm-hmm. for so long, I talk about it in my book too, but even in childhood, like I, I just allowed other people's opinions of me become my identity, become what I thought of myself. And then, you know, that carried on to relationships and then that carried on into the show and it carried on after the show with so many people having an opinion um, and not a very nice opinion. (laughs) But so, you know, it was a lot to navigate, but I have learned, you know, just putting God first and finding your identity in him, you can overcome everything and you can stay, you know, you can be in the world, but not of the world because you're, you're focusing your life, your decisions, everything you do and all that you Um, put into your belief system, you know, like, especially with 2020, like everything that you believe will stem from him and not from the world. And, and 2020, you know, brought that to light for many people. And I would say even for me, it it made me dig even deeper to like discernment and, and trusting that God will show me what's right. I don't need to hear it on social media. I don't need to hear it on the news. Like God will show me 
what's accurate and what's not and and what to believe. And so it's just, it's keeping your focus and your eyes on him and not of the world. So like, I also always talk about like, where are you finding like influence? You know, like, are you follow, are you finding information from your influencers on social media or are you just, I don't know. We need to be able to stand alone and stand apart. He's called us to stand apart and, and, you know, we don't need to look like everybody else. We don't need to say the same things as everybody else. We don't need to. Another thing that I think the church has is really coming to, you know, really recognizing is that the church needs to stop being so agreeable hmm. and just just going with everything the world wants because it wants to fit in. Jesus That's didn't come to fit in. He didn't. He came to, you know, save us, but also to flip the tradition and flip the laws and flip the Old Testament on its head to be like, this is not how you should be living. And I'm not going to agree with everything you're doing. And that's why Jesus wasn't a liked man by many. And yet here we are supposed to be emulating Jesus, yet we don't want to be rejected. We don't Mm -hmm. want to feel like an outsider. Yet throughout Bible, that's like, who we are supposed to be as Christians. So I think as I'm going on a rant, um, I've just been able to really focus that in my own life to be like, I don't care if I'm rejected. I don't care if people don't see eye to eye with me. I don't need to fit in anymore. I don't need to look like every other bachelorette. I don't need to look like every other mom. I don't need to look like everybody else on earth. I can have my own opinions and I can seek the truth in the Bible and not on TV. (laughs) Yeah. And we have that freedom because we all have unique relationships with Jesus, which I think is just the coolest yeah. thing that he's like, okay, I speak to Rachel differently than I speak to Desiree. And yes, that's okay. I love and that's it. needed. And like, if we're all going to be different parts of the body, I think I've said this in another episode, but it's so true. Like if we're all going to form a functioning body, which is what scripture tells us we are as a community in Christ, then like you might be the finger and I might be the big toe and I'm like there's something different about the two <laughs> yeah. of us and we totally, like we need it has to, be to work together yeah yes 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 and I think too I love what you're saying about um like you know not following other voices and the noise because I think mm-hmm. personally that's what's really hard for me is especially in this new mom life I'm like I oh, yeah. am measuring my success as a mom to what I'm seeing other moms do and that is not yeah. what God's calling he's like Rachel not right at here, all right here Look in my eyes. Yes. Like, you're doing great. Like, it's not about learning something. It's not about doing something best or better. It's about yeah. taking this day by day and walking with me. And I actually, I feel like in my quiet time the other day, he asked me, like, if you were to turn off all the voices, like unplug from everything and have a blindfold over your face and everything was silent, like, would you still know where to go? Like, would you still know, like, mm-hmm. what to do, who to choose, like, what, yeah. how to spend your time? Like, are you that tuned in with me that? that I could do that and you would know which directions to turn. And I had a very honest moment. I was like, no, no, I don't like, I can't. And I think it's a telling sign about where like our spirit is, but it's like, as a cool barometer, I guess, for measuring what you're saying of like, who is your influence coming from? And I think, yeah, Yeah. like there's healthy influences here on earth. Yeah. And what makes totally, but it's having that discernment to know who to trust. Mm -hmm. Um, And only God will tell you, you know, that, but um, no, that's so true. Like, especially as a new mom, oh man, um, I feel like when I first became a mom, it was like a, you kind of have like an identity crisis on like, <laughs> okay, like my day is just filled with, uh, you know, feeding, 
changing diapers and no sleep. Um, yes. So, but you, yeah, you're, you're gauging your worth and your value on what you've done, which is your, in your own works and God, you know, mm-hmm. that's not, it's not in our own will that we do things. It's truly through God. And I had to really find my identity in him and also just in myself through creative outlets as a mom yeah. to know, like, cause that's where I find my, my, my inspiration, you know, and my, and my worth is truly when I'm designing or I'm drawing or I'm sketching or I'm writing. And I wasn't able to do that, you know, as a mom at first. And then I, I kind of lost myself a little bit, but that's why it's important to really, I know. Yeah. Like you said, stay tune into, to, to God and, and he shows you what you need and he'll bring you peace about your yeah. everyday, you know, so like good. a lot of moms feel guilt um, when they don't do something right or they have to leave the baby. And, and if we're, if we're focused on God, um, he'll, you know, he'll release that guilt because we don't need to, you know, be ashamed or feel bad about anything when we're doing the best we can. And I think that's also his grace, you know, his grace upon us allows yeah. us to make mistakes knowing that, you know, that a new day comes and we're able to, to mend it or we don't have to just gauge our performance, I guess, per se, as a mom or as a wife or as a friend or as a girlfriend, uh, when we can find our identity in him. It's, so it's good. like that wholeness. Yeah, yes. I know. I know. Yes. New mom, man. I feel you. <laughs> But even if people listening, like, aren't even a mom, this totally applies. Like, we all, I feel like, have gaps in our lives that we're like, oh, must cover up, like, must figure (laughs) out, like, must perform. And I love that you reminded us of the grace that he has. Like, he desires to fill in the gaps for us. He doesn't expect us to have it all figured out. And Absolutely. And I think it's also giving, especially moms, I know we're back on the mom, but I think think this is women in general. Uh, We need to give grace to one another. Like, we're not all the same. You know, we, we know what's best for our babies. We know what's best for our careers. We know what's best for our own decisions. And so it's like, why do we shame each other on if they do something different or, you know, it's just really sad to be honest, but yeah, I mean, it's so (laughs) sad, but I think grace for ourselves, especially because if we don't have grace for ourselves, then we're not going to have grace for someone else. That's right. Ooh, that's good. Because mm-hmm. yeah. we're not practicing it inside our heads, we're so we're never going to no. practice it. Yeah, out of our mouths. No, that's, <laughs> that's so good. Okay, I have another funny, like juicy question. Kind sure. of going back to Chris and stuff. Um, this is kind. Of, this is for all of our friends listening. They're kind of figuring out friendship and maybe even like romantic life. How? I mean, there is, I'm sure, a lot of really great guys on the show. But to know that Chris had something different is so special. And the fact that you were able to bond over your faith, were you able to have a chance to talk about faith and what it meant to you on the show? And that's kind of where you were like, okay, yes, we have similar values. We desire similar things in life. Yeah, Even definitely. though there are other great guys. I kind of want to know where that came into play because, yeah, yeah, we're talking about faith and culture and all the things. And at some yeah. point you had to be bold enough to be like, all right, what's up? Like, shoot. Oh, yeah. I mean, on the, <laughs> I mean, on the show, it's so easy because like, it's just that's one thing that's great about the show is because you're forced to just talk about things that you normally don't talk about for like a year you know yeah um so no I talked you know before getting engaged to Chris we we talked about everything we talked about me moving we talked about what life would look like after the show in real life we talked about kids and 
um, morals and values. And so I did know that Chris, you know, loved God. And, and while I'm, my spiritual journey may have been a little further along, he still desired to know God more, do you know? And that mm-hmm. was so, so important. I had never dated anyone who wanted that. And so it was really important for me to, to definitely marry someone who, who wanted, who wanted to pursue that and, and raise our kids in a godly home. Um, it's just so, so, so important. And, um, yeah, I think that's one thing that gets lost when you're in your twenties and you're dating, because you might meet a guy that, you know, you're attracted to, but deep down, it's like, that doesn't matter. Um, Mm -hmm. He needs to be, he needs to have the values of Christ because while Chris may have not been for as far along on the journey as I was in my faith journey, he had the characteristics of Christ. Like he is the most thoughtful person I have ever met in my entire life. He cares so much about other people. And so there was all these other things of who he is that he, um, he just emulated Jesus, you know, and so I just, I just knew the kind of man he was by also the way he treated me and the way he treated other people. And so I think that's a really important um, thing to know when you're dating is how does this person treat other people? How does he treat his parents? How does he treat his family? And ultimately, how does he treat me? You know, and um, I don't know. I just think it's so important. It's important to know if you align in your values because I, I. You know, I, in my twenties, I kind of got out of my, I didn't get out of my faith at all, but I just wasn't living the way I needed to be. <laughs> yeah. And so I wasn't dating the guys that I needed to be and, um, they didn't believe in God and it, it's detrimental. I mean, otherwise you, I wasted, I, did, I wouldn't say I wasted because I learned so much from this relationship, but it was, you know, two years of my life, um, that I, I did waste, actually, I guess if you could say, because he didn't believe in God and he was never going to. And I was trying to fight for his salvation when ultimately, you know, that's a choice that someone has to make and you can't make it for them and you can't force Mm -hmm. it upon them. So if you're in a relationship where you are further along and if they believe in God and they are supportive and they are actively seeking God, then there's potential. But I'm going to say if they're not, then it's not worth it. I was about to say, watch out for those sneaky guys too, because there's going to be tons of people out there that are like, yeah, I go to church. Like I love Jesus Mm. and all the things, but like, do they have the fruit? Are they actually working on it? Do they desire to grow? Because I think that's what's so beautiful about what you just said about Chris is he was hungry. Like he was thirsty to know Mm -hmm. Christ and he knew the things of this world would never satisfy him. And that yeah. is such a sweet place to be compared to somebody who thinks they already have it figured out or like would call totally. themselves spiritually mature. And then they yeah. are so prideful in their spirituality <laughs> that they, you know what I mean? You that have to happens watch out too. For those yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it, there's a difference. It's not just you go to church. It's like, are you actively, yeah, are yeah. you after, actively seeking? Like, what are you doing to pursue Jesus more? And I think that's hard too when you are young and, is that if you grew up in church, you just assume that you're close to Jesus when really it's like, that's not what it's about. It's a walk right. with him to grow. And it's not just what you learned when you were five in Sunday school. Like it's <laughs> truly seeking him in all your decisions, all your life. And um, you'll see that, like you said, by the fruits. And is someone producing good fruit in their life or are they not? And that will tell you, that'll be a sign of, 
if they do have Jesus in them or if they don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you have to say to the younger Desiree that was on mm-hmm. the show that was dating and was like actively trying to find her person? Do you feel like you had the same mindset and perspective as you do now then? Or um, obviously you've learned a lot since. But- I, yeah, I've learned a lot since. And, and, and like in hindsight, um, I mean, Chris is so beautiful, but, um, I think even in, at that time of my life, I think, I don't know, just, I, I've had so many years in between that I've grown exponentially in my faith and in my boldness and in my walk. And so it's hard to say, but if I was who I am now, I would have, I'd want to ensure that my partner was on fire for the Lord. Yeah. Because that would help it, when you when you both are seeking, you help each other out of, you know, the funks, or you you help each other grow. You help each other get through things. You help each other, you know, continue to build the kingdom in the way that God wants you to. And and so I don't know. Um, I I was seeking someone who had a faith and. And what I prayed before the show and a whole year leading up to the show after a hard breakup was, was, you know, I stopped praying like, God, give me my husband. And instead I started praying for my husband's heart. I didn't know who he was and I didn't know when I would meet him, but I continued to pray that his heart would be prepared and his heart would be ready for me. And that is so Chris. So when I like, it's just so cool to see how God answered that prayer because I mean, there was no wavering in Chris. He didn't, he just knew that I was his girl, you know, and he, he's still that way, you know, like just so confident, just so loyal and steadfast. And, um, so it's cool, but, but I mean, it's like, that's what you want in a husband. That's what you want in a father of your children. And, and so it's important to honestly allow God to open your mind to something better because what you have on your checklist isn't always what you need. You might think you need that person with, you know, all these different traits, but really like God is the only one who knows what you truly need to help you grow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, I've grown so much just because of, you know, Chris's communi- communication style or the way that he challenges me. I would never have done that in any of my other relationships because they were passive. And so yeah, I don't know. It's just trusting that God knows who our partner is and we don't need to force it. If you are trying to force a relationship, get out. <laughs> it's yeah. not right. It's yeah. not right. Like the man, yeah, the man you want to marry is going to pursue you. He's going to be the right guy. He's going to be the guy that, that you know, just is there for you, not you trying to force everything to happen or I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. that was probably my my lessons learned in my past dating dating life that's so good yeah that's so good especially for our friends that maybe desire marriage but aren't there yet like I um yeah. one of the best advice I feel like I got whenever I was living in that single season was um I want to put it the right way it was I'd rather you marry no Oh, shoot. You know, like right when you need it, it slows your mind. Yes, okay, it's, yes. It was something like, um, I'd rather you basically be like single and searching and like praying into it than married to the wrong person. Totally. Because being married to the wrong person is harder than being single 
on your own? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's purpose. There's purpose in the waiting. There's purpose. And I think a lot of times when we're waiting, we, we personally think, oh, we're ready. Like I've done this, I'm that. But really like God knows that you need to grow. He, he knows the areas in which you need to grow before, you know, he can, you know, have you meet your husband. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like become the person. I love that. Like, what are you doing with your waiting? Someone also encouraged me, become the person that you would desire to marry. Like, that sounds weird, but like, would you want to marry yourself? And if I was honest, I was like, skirt, absolutely not. So I want to work on that. And then in return, like hopefully my husband on the other side is doing the same. And he was like, coolest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. The sweetest thing. You mentioned earlier, you said something that I was like, oh, I want to, I want to ask her more about this. You said, um, like choosing God every day, like having a walk with him. And I, I want, you know, almost practically speak into what that looks like yeah. in your life, like how you choose Absolutely. him every day, how you have him show up in your life for friends that are kind of like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> how do we do yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, practically speaking, I just put him first. And so I'm, you know, I'm constantly praying throughout the day. And I, I didn't realize that I had done this my entire life, but I just have a very strong prayer life. Um, that just comes naturally. I don't, I don't just set aside time to pray. I, I just literally pray all day long. So like mm-hmm. I pray before every interview, I pray over my day. I pray over my kids. I pray while I'm in the car. I just talk to God. It's just talking to him. So if I'm like, you know, I'm really in a bad mood, like God, please show me like why, or please help me to over, you know, all the things to shift my mindset, shift my heart. And, um, I don't know, I just have always done that. So I think as I'm getting older, it's just a more intimate relationship with God to, to, to just pray for what I know, but to pray mm-hmm. for, but also practically speaking, my life is busy. Like I am really busy. I run a business. I have two kids and I juggle both of them, um, in the best way that I can, you know, working part-time and then also helping with the boys. But, um, I just leave my Bible out. I, I just leave it out you know, and I've done that for years to where my Bible is always in the kitchen or in the, on the dining room or in the living room, wherever I am. So that when I sit down to eat, or if I'm about ready to leave, I just open it, you know, God, God shows you. That's my favorite thing to do is when I'm like, God, show me what I need to read. And I open it and it's just like spot on, or it's like something, you know, that triggers because I'm like, ah, yeah, you're right, God. Like it's something you don't want to read, but you know that he's speaking to you. And so, but you have to be intentional. Like you, you have to intentionally leave your Bible out and intentionally open it and then intentionally live on the word. So, you know, like if I continue to see like verses or messages on, um, you know, trusting my own will over his will, which happened a lot during a season of life when I was deciding things for my business, um, then I could take what I was reading and practically use it in the decisions I was making. Right. So it's, yeah. it's just being intentional. Like, are you going to let him talk to you, but then not do anything with it? Or are you going to allow him to speak to you and then actively do something about it? You know? Right. Like, yeah. So I just think practically, I just put, I just am constantly thinking about what God wants for me in my life. Yeah. yeah. So cool. 
I love the whole, like, you know, doing something with what he has to say to you because I think so many times we're so hungry to hear from him. And then he shows up and he says something and we're like, not what I wanted you to say. And so we kind yeah. of like Heisman, what he was trying to say. And totally. um, he's like, what? I thought you wanted an answer. Like I gave you an answer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know. It's, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. That's when you have to die to yourself every day. I, you know, I have to die to myself and pick up my cross to be like, all right, my flesh wants to do this. My flesh thinks this, but God, what do you, what do you say? And it's hard to do. I mean, it's very hard to do, especially if there's any pride in your spirit to, you have to overcome, overcome that pride and, and all that. (laughs) So good. So good. Have you heard of the app called Dwell? D-W-E-L-L. Okay. It's really sweet for girls that are like, you know, wanting to get more time in their Bible, but their day is a little bit different. Like, um, absolutely sit down with your Bible every day. Like sit down with an actual physical Bible for sure. This doesn't replace it. Yes. It's living. It's alive. Like there's something that happens when you do that. But if you wanted extra, but didn't have time to like read while you're driving kind of thing, it's a neat app. That's like a Bible on audiobook and they have tons oh, of different cool. voices and like background music. If you wanted like an acoustic guitar playing in the background, Ooh, while you're reading cool. Romans. Like, <laughs> it's really sweet. Yeah. It's awesome. So our friends listening, like if you wanted more, you desire to spend more time in the word, but like, you know, have a desk job or commute often. Like this would be a yeah. really cool way to, to have that kind of weaved into different parts of your day for sure. Yeah, that is cool. I like that. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I think (laughs) that's really cool. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I think honestly just prayer though. There's so much importance in prayer because um, when you're praying, he shows you, you know, he he will show you what you need and he'll give you the peace that you need to make the right decisions or even just to think the right thoughts, Mm -hmm. you know? So sometimes if I'm, if I'm struggling with like what to do next or I'm like, God, like, what are you trying to say? I have to turn off the music and, and just pray so that I, I'm not distracted or definitely set your phone down guys, especially this young, I found, I sound old, especially this younger generation, you know, you guys like put your phone down, get rid of the noise, get rid of the distractions. Because if you are consistently allowing yourself to be filled with noise, you will never hear him. Because you're not focused mm-hmm, on it. Mm-hmm. And I think one more thing to add to that that I feel like yeah. I'm learning um, from a friend that joined us on another episode was that uh, we expect like a quick answer from God. Like whenever yes. we pray, we expect the immediate <laughs> conversation. And sometimes like he doesn't always get back to us right away. No. And, like we have to be patient and learn that that gratification, like the yeah. peace absolutely fills our heart. The answer doesn't always come in that moment. And so what does no, it look like for us all. to be patient? Um and just to sit with him and not be like, okay, I'm on time. I got five minutes with you. I need everything I can get in five minutes. Yes, like, totally. How about totally. 24-7? <laughs> totally. Yes. Yeah, it's like I, I love, I've always, ever since I was little, like the saying, like, uh, he may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. Because, yeah. yeah, we always think we know when we need an answer, but he tells you the moment that you need it. And um, you're just planting seeds, too, in, in showing him that you trust him when you take time to, to pray to him. That's right. Oh, so good. So good. And you speak so to this and a lot of other behind-the-scenes things of Bachelor, Bachelorette Life, and your new book, The Road to Roses, yes. about heartbreak and hope, finding strength. 
when life doesn't go as planned. Where can people yes. find that if they wanted to purchase and read all the juicy details? Yeah, definitely. So you can pre-order the book right now over at DesireeSigfried.com or anywhere books are sold. And you can um, get the book physically in your hands June 22nd and follow along on Instagram at Desiree Siegfried or take a listen on my podcast at Heart of Purpose Podcast. Woohoo! We love yeah. a fellow podcaster. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, it's been a season of, you know, taking a break, but I will be getting back on. Yay. Yeah, and you have tons of shows people can listen to now. Yeah. get caught up. Yes. So when you come back, yes, they're they're all caught up with you. Yes, My definitely. favorite question to ask friends that come on is this. What are you loving these days that you have to share with the people? It could be faith-based. It could be totally random, shameless oh plug, anything. I mean, I honestly, honestly, I'm so basic. I'm like, I don't even know what anything new I'm doing because <laughs> everything's always for the kids, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I've just been listening to Maverick City. So I love Maverick City yes. right now. Same. Yeah. I'm really oh loving goodness. all of their stuff. So I would say that's one thing I'm loving. Their church but, basement uh, album. Oh, so, so good. good. Yes, it's so good. So good. So yeah, if friends don't know that, we'll link that in the show notes for them because that will be your like soundtrack to your life for the next yes. many, many months. <laughs> and and honestly too, I always say too, like, you know, songs, worship songs are are prayers, you know, going up to God when we're singing them. And so if you don't know what to pray or how to pray, just start listening to worship music because mm-hmm. that, you know, that truly fills your spirit. It sure does. Oh, <laughs> Desiree, this has been such a joy. Such oh, an good. honor to have you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I am just so grateful you spent time with us today and cannot wait for our friends listening just to get all the wisdom from this conversation. Oh, thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. This episode of Behind the Bliss podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more episodes so you don't miss episodes full of encouragement. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode.